Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of How To Be Sound, the podcast presented by me, Rosemary McCabe, wherein I interview people I think are sounder than I am about how to be better at life. You know, just a casual chat. Today's guest makes a nice counterpoint to our last episode, which was all about being single, online dating and the search for the one, because I'm joined by Claire Concanon, who works for Deborah Ireland, someone who is truly living the single life, and that is to say, the life all single people are told they should be living as they find themselves and, quote-unquote, forget about men. Before we get started, I wanted to do a quick aside and apologise for the incredibly heteronormative way I talk about relationships. So in this episode, and in our last episode, we're discussing heterosexual relationships between a man and a woman, and I realise that these experiences are not everyone's experiences. So I am hoping to have an episode where I discuss being single, sex, and dating with a member of the LGBTQ plus community. I just need to figure out how to do that without basically sounding like a tourist in a gay bar. Claire. Thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to me. No problem at all. About living your best single life. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one. I think I'm living a very good single life, but other people don't seem to think so. So when you're talking about people being sound... He sounded to single people too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's really interesting. So, so Claire contacted me on Instagram when I mentioned that I would be doing an episode about dating and being single to offer a different perspective. So Claire, why is it that you got in touch and what is it about your experience or your perspective that you think isn't represented? I think the, the first reason I got in touch was particularly when you started saying, oh God, I, I, I wish I didn't say this now. What if someone from Tinder or something sees this story and then starts judging me on it and that like Mm. actually was really hard to hear someone say because as someone who's very happy being single as someone who's not going to sacrifice their time unless it's well worth it guys are exactly the same as girls when it comes down to it because Mm. the amount of times that I kind of get to my marker when I'm like I'm done (laughs) I'm done now I'm gonna go and do Claire again and when I get to that marker all of a sudden you hear oh 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 we're done like thought this was going somewhere kind of thing so it's it's it goes both ways yeah and to hear you kind of doubt yourself in that moment was actually an awful thing to hear yeah I mean I'd like I think I think my fear around it is very much about being 34 being single and being like everyone knows of an age where I might want to settle down I might want to have kids I'm probably not going to be like having a fun five-year fling with someone you know what I mean that mm-hmm. like if I get into into it with someone and I think to a lot, like, I think there's a perception that that can kind of be scary or that you don't want to admit that somehow that you're like, oh, I want to play it cool. I don't yeah. want to come on too strong. Yeah. And that absolutely goes both ways. But even in that, why not have a fun five year fling? Why not? Because all my eggs will be dead by then. <laughs> no, that's, that's basically like. <laughs> so I suppose to start off from my perspective, I don't believe in the institution of marriage. I find it I'm very happy for my friends I'm, I'm going to come across as miserable for a little while so just to <laughs> to counteract it I'm very happy for my very happy married friends 
that you know oh, and yeah, I go to I weddings mean, and all that kind of stuff yeah, but for you me can, myself you can absolutely not want things for yourself yeah. or not think like like I wouldn't christen my kids and I remember one of my friends saying oh I didn't invite you to the christening because I know you don't believe in it yeah and I was like no it's not that I don't believe in it for other people you yeah. know what I mean is and if that's what you're going to do and you're going to have a celebration for your kid of course I would want to be a part of that absolutely and that's exactly where I am with with marriage in particular mm. I would feel far more secure in any relationship that I'm ever in when it when either one of us can walk away at any point without an issue that we both want to be there and that we're both very, you know, we're, we're both choosing to be there. We're mm. not forced to be there. And it's not a big rig, rigmarole if one day one of us decides we don't out want to be there anymore. Yeah, I guess so you. there's a bit of a security in that for me. In, of in kind the of maintaining of, the independence as well yes. of not having these ties that bind, exactly basically. like the yeah. contract <laughs> yeah um so that ability to for either party to walk away makes me would make me feel safer the other thing is I'm not completely adverse to ever meeting anyone just if that's not the situation but I'm not willing to sacrifice too much right now where I feel like I'm genuinely in the prime of my life and that can be anything that can be sacrificing an evening a week <laughs> to go on mm. a date it no, but awful. I mean, no, but no, 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 <laughs> like, I don't think that sounds awful. I think that sounds really understandable because even when you're somebody like even when I say I'm actively dating, I'm actively mm-hmm. trying to meet someone, I'm actively going like I, I want to find somebody that I want to be with. There are dates I go on where after about half an hour, I'm like, I would rather be like there was there was one date I went on. I was maybe my third or fourth date with a guy and I was reading. I'd been reading this really, really good book. And I went out on a date with him and about half an hour in, I kind of went, I actually would love to be reading my book. I was like, I wonder what's going to happen next. I was like, what time is this date going to be over? Because I really want to get back to my book. And then I was yeah. like, oh, this isn't. I like, this isn't the guy right. for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like, this isn't how I should be thinking. But you do, like, because dating is a big time investment. It is. And I find that I kind of have, I seem to work in threes. It's either three dates or three months. And then I'm like, right, I'm, I'm done. So here I'm going to go and do Claire. And, and, it, and is that the longest relationship you've had, three months? Um, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I would have had, I had a couple of years relationship and everyone, like I grew up in Kerry, so everyone's like, oh, this is it, she'll be married now and blah, 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 you know, the kind of falling into those norms and that everyone expects you to do. Mm. And genuinely now, when I look back, oh my God, we were so far wrong for each other. You know, mm. he's, he's now married, has kids and, and I'm really happy for him. Um, and I'm in a place where I actually want to be at this point. Yeah. Um, and it is making that choice. And it's not, as I, as I, as I say, it's, it's not that I'm completely adverse to ever meeting anyone, but I'm actually at a point in myself where I don't have to meet someone. I think the problem is, I think in society now, there's very much kind of, you know, get married, have the kids, live your happy ever after. Yeah. You can't find your happy ever after in someone else. And not for the want of sounding cheesy, you got to figure that out for yourself first. And I have I have figured that out for myself. So if mm. someone comes along, they'd want to add a lot of interest or a lot of excitement or, you know, just improve my life in some way. And at this point, I ha- I haven't met someone that's done that. And that's not a bad thing because yeah. I go off and I continue and I, I do what I want to do. It's so interesting that, 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 that you say it like that, that if somebody comes along, they'd want to add to my life mm-hmm. where it seems like you, like your perspective is that your life is already pretty full. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That like you're kind of going, if I'm going to make time and space for this person, it needs to be really, really worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned the 
the kind of vision that we're fed of how our lives should look. So we yes. go to school, we go to college, we meet someone, we fall in love, yes. we get married, we have kids, we live happily ever after. It's in the movies, it's everywhere, it's in the books. What does <laughs> single life look like without that? As in, if you're not, because I mean, there, there are no, I, I can't really think of any movies Mm-hmm. Or any kind of cultural representations where women are single and that's not the point of the movie. If you exactly. know what I mean. Like, what does it look like for a woman to not be pursuing a man, to not be heartbroken over a man, to not be recovering from a man? Or or, or a woman, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, or a relationship. Like, I suppose what I'm trying to say is, I often think, and maybe this is kind of my issue, because I, I don't really have very many hobbies. Yeah. Right? So, like, I work, I watch TV, I read, I, I go to the cinema. I don't have a lot of like activities that I do. I don't, and, I, and I'm kind of happy. Like I like spending time by myself. I don't yeah. need to be super, super busy. What does your life look like? Like what does your week look like? So I, I am very happy in my own company. I have to say that's the, the first thing I think around 2011 situations led me to being in a one bed apartment on my own. And it was the first time that I was ever on my own. And I was in that apartment for about 18 months, two years And the start of it, I was like rocking back and forth, basically (laughs) going, oh, my God, this is so lonely. And then after a little while, it wasn't I suppose it wasn't really fully until I moved in with someone again. And I'm very lucky. I live with my best friend. So it wasn't really until I moved in with someone again that I come in. I really like I really like that alone time. So I started holidaying on my own, started going to the cinema on my own. I like going out for lunch in town on my own. I like doing things like that on my own. One of my favourite things to do is just sit and people watch and I find it fascinating and you make up the stories in your head of who they are and do the judging (laughs) in the nicest possible way because you're not telling anyone about it. But all of those things that I do on my own, I I thoroughly enjoy. And I think that's really important that you can get to that place of comfort that you can go out for a bite to eat on your own and not feel like the whole world is watching you. Mm. Besides that... I absolutely spend time with friends. I have, uh, you know, I have friends with kids. I've literally just come back from a two week holiday with friends of mine who and their two kids in Italy. Like, you know, I'm surrounding myself with people all the time. Mm. Um, it's not, you know, it, it, it doesn't need. And I'm very lucky as well, actually, just to point out that I have quite a few people. I have two aunties and my mom who are on their own, who are doing it on their own, who are doing fantastically. So I have kind of those, those role, role models, models as well. Yeah, yeah, which is so because you don't get those role models anywhere else in society, no. unless they're really there and present and, and in front of you, you don't you don't see that. As you said, mm. you don't get that representation. You, yeah, and you can't be what you can't see. Yeah, they say. exactly. So I'm lucky that I have those, you know, my both my aunties are in London and, you know, like one of them is coming up to retirement now and she is a little bit like how do I fill my time Mm. but she's finding things to fill her time you know if if she ever quits work that is but um so there's loads you can do and I think I think we are moving more towards it I think when you know things like girl crew came along or these other bodies that you kind of go oh actually do you know what this isn't this isn't that bad you know Mm. women's networking groups all of this stuff there's so many ways that you can stay engaged and and keep connections with people and they don't have to be the most intimate connections in the world you don't have to tell them your life story but it's really important just to interact that doesn't have to be one other person you can kind yeah, of get yeah, that get fulfillment you. from a load of different from places meeting lots of different people things like casual choir popping up stuff like that I love all those things because they're creating connections with people yeah outside and- of those 
major ones that you have to yeah, have. Yeah, outside of your cellmate and your best friend. Exactly. <laughs> Do you, would you ever go to bar on your own? I have overseas and I haven't here. We were, I was just talking about that with someone. Interestingly, overseas, no problem. Yeah. I think it's very normal on mainland Europe in particular. Mm-hmm. I think, I haven't done it here. Like I've had food and maybe a glass of wine or something, but I haven't mm. just gone and had a drink. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of way. There's something... There's actually, you know what, that's me listening to society completely on that one. But um, no, I haven't done it here, but I have when I've been away. Yeah. This is not going for a drink on your own, but it kind of is. So I was going on a date, but I was really, really, really early. I was about two hours. Like I'd gone to get my makeup done or something ridiculous. And I thought it would take longer than it did. So I was meeting him at seven and I was finished at like quarter past five. Okay. So I decided I'd just go to the bar we were meeting at and have a drink. And I remember texting my friend and being like, oh my God, I'm going for a drink on my own. I feel really awkward. And he was like, listen, I was like, whatever you do, just don't look at your phone. He's like, there's nothing like sadder than just seeing a lonely woman sitting at a bar looking at her phone. He's like, just be confident and look around. <laughs> and so I think I had, I went and I ordered like, like a G&T or whatever. And I think I had about 20 minutes of like looking around. I, I felt a bit like, like Scarlett O'Hara that I was like, I'm Giving just perusing the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, fuck this and started looking at my phone. But actually, when I was looking around, I think about three people who had come up to the bar to order drinks started chatting to me. Now, definitely one of them, I think they were all men. I think there was just like there were a lot of men in the bar. It was there were all men, and one of them definitely was trying to chat me up, which mm-hmm. kind of defeats the purpose of like going for a drink on your own. That you're like, I don't. This isn't really what I'm here yeah. for. Although it was what I was here for, which was not with him. <laughs> um, but the other two did kind of just start chatting in a way that you don't really like. People, we don't really talk to people that much. And I think if I'd been on my phone at that point, yes. they wouldn't have. You know what I mean like you know they wouldn't have come up and gone. Yes. Oh, how Absolutely. are you doing? You know what I mean. Yeah. Like whatever it is. They didn't say, do you come here often? But like, that's the only thing I can think that they could have said, but they didn't say yeah. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. And I think that openness and even that connection, you remember that, whether it was mm. whatever it was about it that you remember, but you remember that, that you know, that person coming up and, and in some way making a connection with you. Mm. So I think for me personally, that connection, those kind of, sp- that spider web of connections that happens and being open to those I don't use apps generally. Like I have, of course, out of pure curiosity and sat. And well, like dating apps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like had the lols, basically. Like I, I don't, I'm I'm very, <laughs> this probably makes, again, me sound a little judgmental, but I'm very much intuitive. I kind of need to kind of be across from someone and get the mm. vibe or mm. the look or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> whatever yeah. it is, you know, Um. so the apps to me are, are incredibly superficial and they are mm. making people so sad. Yeah. Like, so sad. But I think they make it so hard because I think I would be quite like you as well in that, well, I often joke that I fancy everyone, which is kind of true. <laughs> but I kind of feel like if you're like funny and in any way charming and a nice, good person and we're chatting and you're interesting and you're smiley, there's a chance that I'll probably going to like find you attractive. I yeah. think that's attractive. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas when you look at photographs of people, I'll sometimes be looking through Tinder or Bumble and I'll see a photograph of someone and I'll go, oh, no, he wouldn't really be my type. And then I'll stop and I'll go, well, but what if we were at a bar, we were in a restaurant and he was mm-hmm. chatting to me and he was funny and he was charming and he was engaging and then I probably would fancy the pants off him. Mm-hmm. But you just can't fucking tell. No. And you end up being like, yeah, being really 
you end up becoming much more judgmental than judging, you like to think you are. Completely. And you're judging others and you know they're and judging you. know you're you. being judged. Yeah. And next thing, they haven't matched with you. And every single one of those is a little stab to your ego. I think they're really soul destroying. I yeah. think they're awful. And I think people are losing the art of conversation. And I think you kind of, if you're going out now, things seem a little more clicky than maybe they did a few years ago that you're not. Well, so I think it's a combination. I've been thinking about this a lot recently about how when when we go out, I'm much less likely to get talking to someone. I'm much less likely to be chatted up and I'm much less likely to chat yeah. someone up. But I think it's also because we're all busier now. So if I go out with my friends, I'm not going out with them once a week. I'm not going out with them twice yeah. a week. I'm going out with them once a month or once every six weeks or less. So if I go out with them, I'm out to be with them. And I'm not really going, I'm going to go and chat up this guy over here because I'm like, I'm here with my mates. I haven't seen them in ages. They got babysitters or, you know, whatever it is. So it's much more valuable. But I do think the other side of it is like, if I want to hook up with someone, I could do that on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not here for that. I'm here to hang out with my mates. Yeah. And there's a totally different vibe now. I just, I think at this point, if you're not comfortable being by yourself and being single in the long term, and you're actually looking for someone and you're using those apps, I don't think you're doing yourself any favor because you're going to turn up after being ghosted or catfished or blah, 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 and you're walking oh in God, there. We so talked about defeated. all of this in the last episode. It's so oh. grim. <laughs> It just happens everywhere. Like I don't, I'm, ordinarily, I would explain those terms. I'm like, we literally did just explained it in the last episode. We talked about all yeah. these things. So I think that is really, you know, you're walking in defeated. What an awful way to walk into a date. Mm. Like you're walking in absolutely deflated. You just feel miserable. You've had 17 dates in the past 10 days and you're just... That's a bit optimistic. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you never know never say never I bet you could if you oh wanted my God, you to totally you could, could. <laughs> you totally could breakfast lunch and dinner but it's that thing of you know you're just you're walking in wrong you're walking mm. in right you're not being you you're not showing your best you you're walking in on edge and kind of already deciding this is going to be a disaster so like the apps in my view are the worst thing that has happened to dating and relationships and connections but, I in mean, quite a long time. So it's it's easy in a way for you to say that because you're kind of admittedly not... Looking. Looking. Yeah. Yeah. So where the fuck do you look? If you are looking, <laughs> do you know what I mean? As in, that's I know. great. Like, I mean, I think it's caused... I think it's a vicious circle in the sense of um, what it has created is exactly that environment of, I'm going to go out, I'm going to have the crack with my friends because if I want to hook up I'm just going to go yeah. on the apps and it has created that culture um, and that's I don't know how you fix that to be honest mm-hmm. I think as I you know social connections doing things that you want to do being places that you want to be I go to the cinema on my own a lot and I end up talking to a lot of people in the cinema oh yeah so when you're sitting there before the film and someone's sitting in beside you and you just start chatting about the film yeah you, you've instantly got a common interest Mm. if nothing else you know yeah um so you know you end up chatting before the film whenever when you're like see you later thanks and if you go to the same place again and again so like I would I go to the IFI a lot um and I love it there and I like going on my own and I'm not going to pick people up yeah yeah but it is a place where you can end up having a conversation with someone that just seems interesting yeah um also things like the other place that I end up chatting to a lot of people would be somewhere like the science gallery you get, you know, those kind of anything that you are interested in and you yeah, go yeah. out of your way to sense. see, yeah. you're going to have other people there who are going on their own. Like even like a lot of live shows, the theatre, 
stuff like that. You'd f- you'd be surprised how many people are there on your on their own and actually enjoying it on their own. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's borough.com slash ACAST. Borough.com slash ACAST. Not being totally judgy of themselves and feeling uncomfortable. Like, as I'm talking now, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people on their own there. And actually, there's a lot of people on their own there. <laughs> and it's yeah. this list kind of goes on and on. I've gone to gigs gone to you know if if there's something that I want to go to I will not miss it I'm sorry now that this has turned into me like going let's talk about being single and going but give me some dating advice where 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 can I meet people yeah. <laughs> um you mentioned at the very beginning about other people not being particularly sound about mm-hmm. your decision to be single or about your your position as a single person mm-hmm. um do you get a lot of like have you met anyone would you not go online dating would you like me to set you up with such and such oh god do I um and it comes from a good place. Mm. People are, people are, you know, people are weirdly being sound. Well, they in, think they <laughs> are. No, yeah. I think there's a difference. Um, a friend of mine said to me once that unsolicited advice is criticism. Yeah. Because she was like, if if you sit down and your mom goes, you know what you should do with that jumper? You should roll up the sleeves. What she's basically saying is I don't like the length. Like yes. I don't like that jumper. Or if, if you're perfectly happy and someone says, you know, why don't you go online dating? What they're basically saying is you should be in a relationship. Yeah, So it is exactly. It is, yeah, that's and, very and true. They think they're being sound, but it, it's not a sound it's thing not, Yeah, do. it's not for, as the receiver, it's, not a, it's yeah. not a sound thing. I can't even tell you how many times I've been told, oh, you'll meet someone and you'll fall hard and that'll be it. And you'll be, you're, you're that type of person. And it, this, is, this is the problem. You're putting that idea in someone's head that mm. the day you meet someone is the day that you're going to be happy. And also, like, in a weird way, like, the day your life is going to begin. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That that's when your life will start now. Yeah. Like, that. all of this has been, all of this that I've done, my career, any of my travelling, all of that kind of stuff is only to find this person at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a really horrible, horrible position to put someone in because you're creating in their mind, like, I'm, I'm f- fairly strong-headed, so it's not easy 
to do to me. But you are telling people that their life is not full. And that's a really horrible thing to to say to someone, to tell them that their life isn't full enough and that one day they're going to meet this person and then their life will be full. The happy ever after is not always the happy ever after. You know, you could meet someone and be miserable for the rest of your days. Mm. (laughs) People fall into these traps of, you know, just because you don't need another human being. It doesn't have to be another human being that's going to make your life full. There's lots of other ways to do that. And I felt very vindicated today when this new story came out Mm. about, (laughs) you know where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) About the happiest cohort of society are single childless childless women. women. And I went, "Uh aha. And then... And you send it to like everyone in your family. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I have been going on about this. And the, to make, for, for guys, the best thing for them is to be married. Because, because they are... someone to fucking do all their shit for them. Maybe. That's why. <laughs> because once you're married, someone's doing all your emotional labor. Well, that's it. And like, and you're there was, free. I, I printed this off from The Guardian because I actually, I, I just found it so fascinating. To say that they are the, the happiest cohort of society says a huge amount and I'm not saying, oh God, anyone who's in a marriage is miserable or anyone with children is miserable. But when they become the happiest cohort of society, you have to kind of mm, question Start it. rethinking our assumptions. He, absolutely. And he basically said, despite the benefits of a single childless lifestyle for women, the existing narrative that marriage and children were signs of success meant that the stigma could lead to some single women to feel unhappy. That is the saddest thing I've ever read. That is the saddest thing I've ever yeah. read. We're creating that, unhappy women who could be happy. That you're only unhappy because you think you should be in a relationship. Because Absolutely. you think that your state is the wrong state to be in. Completely. Basically. And uh, the other thing that he said, and I was uh, like, this guy is brilliant. Um, but he said, you see a single woman of 40 who has never had children. Bless. That's a shame, isn't it? Maybe one day you'll meet the right guy and that'll change. No, maybe she'll meet the wrong guy and that'll change. Maybe she'll meet a guy who makes her less happy and healthy and she'll die sooner. <laughs> You never really think about that, do you? (laughs) Which is a very interesting stance on things. I think the point of this is, again, going going back to what I said earlier, if if you're not happy in yourself, you can't find the happiness in someone else. You know what, though? So I I have a bit of an issue with, um, and I remember last, on our last episode, Jeannie mentioned that as well, that you kind of have to love yourself or you have to be happy in order to find someone to be happy with. And I just want to point out that Mm -hmm. some of us, are not happy like basically the idea that you have to be happy in order to fall in love or you have to be happy in order to be fulfilled in your career like I suppose as somebody who suffers from depression I take issue with that in a way because I'm like it's I don't think it's necessarily within me to be a happy person in -hmm. the way that we understand happiness yes and I don't think that 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 means that I am limited and that I can't ever or like I fucking hope it doesn't that I can't ever be happy in work or that I can't ever be happy in my relationship that I can't find love because I don't love myself enough I think that feels very limiting and can feel very isolating if you're somebody who's really unhappy and you're like fuck I'm really unhappy and until I get happy I can't meet somebody but I can't get happy because I'm really unhappy you know what I mean so it's this like but it's that vicious cycle mm. of you're also unhappy because society is telling you you yeah, should yeah, be yeah. unhappy because sure. the stigma it's not that you have to I'm not saying you have to like I completely appreciate that that stance I completely understand where you're coming from and I myself have done therapy and all that kind of stuff. And I think I've definitely come out stronger for it, which is I'm lucky it hasn't been an ongoing mm. struggle. It was a it was a time, a period, you know, yeah. yeah. And I've definitely come out stronger for it. Yeah. So it's absolutely worked for me and I'm, I'm really happy I ever did it. But 
I think some people are seeking the happiness in the marriage and the kids and I the know house. what you mean that they think that will that fulfill that's it. the puzzle piece yes Okay, 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 I get you. Whereas I'm kind of going... And it's not that you have to be happy in yeah, yourself. I'm, you. I'm phrasing it wrong. It's more... No, but the, I mean... Ev- that's like, not going to fulfill it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody phrases it wrong when they say like, you have to love yourself in order to love someone else. But it's more that like, you have to accept that there isn't a part of you missing. Yes. You have yeah. to accept that you are enough. Exactly, enough. Exactly. Mm. I, I know that my life... My life isn't fabulous. It's not, you know, it's not all glam and whatever else and it's not sex in the city you know it sounds very <laughs> sex in the city though you're wearing a lovely printed dress you go to the IFI a lot on your own and get chatting to people it sounds very like very nice like very glam like not glam but like very I'm bougie I'm, I would say I'm comfortable mm. I would say I'm comfortable and I am content with my lot if that makes mm, sense. Mm. Of course, there's more I want. I want more from my career. I want more from where I travel to. I want, I want, I want more clothes. I want more shoes. I want more bags. You know, Think about the environment. I will and eventually. You, <laughs> I can't remember now if we mentioned it, but do you want kids? No. You don't want kids, okay. No. So, um, and what age are you? I'm 33. Okay. Yeah. You look much younger than 33. Thanks. I'll A part of that. me there was like, this is ridiculous. This one's only you see, like no kids. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, no men. Your well, face yeah. is remarkably unlined. <laughs> I'll tell you what's like having kids. Having fucking dogs. <laughs> like, running around, making noise. Except they never grow up. No. They never learn to tidy up after themselves. But that's... But they're so cute. They are cute, but they're like... so cute. It's ridiculous. And you don't have to pay for college for them. You have to pay for Bonus. expensive dog food. Well, that's true. And the vet. Mm. But they love you so much. <laughs> well, at least one of them does. Um... But it's, uh, yeah, as I, like, as I say, it's not like it's it's not like I'm living the sex in the city life. It's very much I am content with my lot. Mm. And I think if you can find, do you know what? Happiness is probably the wrong word, actually contentment. Mm. And just kind of being, you know what? This is, I am enough. This is enough. I'm not hungry. I've got a roof over my head. Uh, being grateful at some point in your day mm. for something. Even if it's... Did you read... Um, there was a really interesting piece in BuzzFeed about millennial burnout okay. a couple of months ago. It's actually an incredible piece about how like everyone kind of scoffs at millennials, but we're the first generation that basically doesn't stop working when we get home because we're on social media, because we're on our phones, because we're texting, we're constantly in contact with people, we're constantly available, we're constantly contactable. But it's really interesting to me from the perspective of not like nothing ever being enough, mm-hmm. that we're always striving. And I often think about that, not not necessarily in terms of relationships, but in terms of life that like in our parents' generation, if you got a job that you enjoyed, you know, well enough and, and it paid your bills, that was kind of enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think nowadays we're we're all and we, and we put ourselves under a lot of pressure, but we are put under a lot of pressure by society and by culture to be better and bigger and bolder and do the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And be like Mark Zuckerberg. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Instead of being like my mom or your mom or your dad you know what I mean like somebody kind of quote-unquote normal yeah and I think actually it's you yourself like to test the boundaries and you speak openly and you like to kind of challenge situations and and such and I think in in one sense we've created a culture where people are very challenging but at the same time that lack of self-fulfillment at any point 
in their life is is really is really bad mm-hmm. like they're questioning everything we have a society where we're questioning everything we're arguing about everything where the world seems to be imploding around us it's everything is just a mess yet we have these you have everybody wanting more everybody mm-hmm. wanting let's be honest donald trump's money like you hate donald trump but you want his lifestyle. It's kind of a, mm. it's kind of, there's such a internal fight, I think, with people who want to do the right thing, but also want all of the things. Well, it's the kind of, ca- like, it's the the conflict between kind of capitalism and realism, isn't it? Though, like, we're all stuck in this capitalist cycle, but then we're like, the world is a trash fire and it's ridiculous that these people are suffering, but also I want to make more money because I want to buy that new top. Completely. You know what I mean? And you're just caught in this little rat race of... And like stress as well, because you feel fucking this like, you know, white person guilt, this like white middle class guilt for not being able to do more. Completely. And then you want more. It is that thing of I think you have to find that level of contentment when you find that level of contentment and you stop trying to plug the gaps with material things or with someone else or, you know, whatever it is that is your vice Mm. (laughs) that you're trying to plug those gaps with. That's when you're going to live a whole life and you're going to look around and go, actually, there's other options here. There's other avenues. This was really good. So now I'm going to go down this route and try this. Speaking of plugging gaps, can I ask something very crude? Mm-hmm. Um, what about sex? Like, yeah. do you like do you hook up with people casually or do you just not date at all? You know what I mean? No, I do. I mean, I, I do. I do date. I'm definitely I, I mean, I'm not adverse to never meeting anyone. Mm. It's, that's not the situation. And like my my thing seems to be three dates or three months. That's it. <laughs> it's yeah. just I at that point I will find something that will really annoy me, like to my core. And, and is I it get like to, is it something small or is it like is it, is it something fundamental or is it something that you know is kind of trite but you're like this probably isn't the person for me. It's something that I'm not willing to sacrifice my time okay. and my energy over. And that could be really small one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could be something really big the next day. You get one life. I, I do feel like I'm kind of in the best of it at the moment. I'm the most financially stable I've been. I'm, you know, I I'm, I'm, I'm love my job. Um, I have a great group of friends. I get to travel, all of those things. So I'm not going to sacrifice a huge amount of my time when I'm in the best part of my life mm. for someone that isn't adding value to my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And if I don't see kind of, it might see, it might be short-sighted. I mean, there could be the one that got away because I just went, nah, thanks. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? But, like, on the one hand, you could argue and go, well, like, you're, you, you know, what you're looking for is perfection and you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you're not going to be disappointed because like, what's the worst case scenario? There is no worst case scenario. If, if, if you don't meet somebody no. who's worth spending your time with mm-hmm. then you get to spend your time with yourself and the it worst, sounds like that's pretty good I'm I'm yeah and I'm happy in that space and the worst case scenario is well me you, getting stuck into something that doesn't yeah sorry that value. is the worst case scenario that's it. yeah that you find somebody who isn't completely like adding to your life yeah so it's not that I'm looking for perfection I'm looking for some if, if something was to come along it would need to make me feel better more yeah. excited yeah. more alive and it that sounds like to, a lot to ask. But <laughs> no, but I mean, it, 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 it would need to bring something to your life rather completely. than take something from it. Completely, completely. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, I mean, as, as well, whether or not you, like whether or not one wants to be single, 
that's a pretty fucking good lesson to take on board. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time, because we're all so conditioned into thinking that we should be in a relationship, we should be looking for love, we should be like settling down, that we do settle for yeah. people who take things. And we make sacrifices. And, and, and like I'm not talking about when you're in a committed relationship or when you have kids. I'm talking about like sacrifices you make at date number three because you go, yeah. hey, maybe it's not that important that he doesn't agree with me on this like really fucking important thing. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, he's, you know, he's he's actually quite nice. Maybe like, maybe that's okay. And I yeah. think everybody who's ever been in a relationship can probably identify with going, of oh, course. well, listen, I can overlook that even though you fucking shouldn't. No, I, I, I you know, gut instinct is is really, really, really important in this situation. And if for any reason my gut is niggling and saying, nah, I'll be out of there in half an hour. Like, I'm not going to mess around, you know, if I kind of get those vibes and I'm like, not done so. I'm not going to sit there and be polite with someone that I will mm. never see again. I'm yeah, just yeah, going to, yeah. you know, you, I think I think people waste an awful lot of time dating. And I, think, I think women in general waste an awful lot of time being polite. Yes. Not just in dating, yes. but in life. Yeah. Where we feel like we're rude if we go, no, I don't want to give you this time or this effort or this. I don't know if you listen to My Favourite Murder, but... Oh, you've got it! Fuck politeness. Yes, exactly. I, <laughs> I have a little um, embroidered hoop that says fuck politeness, which is one of the things that they say on My Favourite Murder all the time. Because when Ted Bundy was murdering women, one of the ways he would get women into his car is he would drive around and he would say, my car's broken down or like, I need help getting my boat into the back of my car. Fucking stupid shit. And And women women would help him because they were polite. And like, basically their whole thing is to like women and also to kids, no man needs your physical help to get something in his car or Mm -hmm. to get something out of his car. And if you feel in any way uncomfortable, fuck politeness and just say no. And pepper spray first and apologize later. Oh, well, you can't pepper spray in Ireland. <laughs> but I have a, like, Hopefully. I have a natural magnesium deodorant that kind of stings oh, okay. your armpits. So I feel like that'd be a good thing to put in someone's eyes. Claire, I'm going to wrap it up. Absolutely. But thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to me about your fabulous single life. <laughs> it, it, like, it does sound pretty nice. And I mean, it's kind of one I of those things. I hope that people don't feel that, you know, single forever is not the worst thing in the world. And if there's one thing that like, if you can, if you can find that contentment, just content, not happy, maybe happy is the wrong word. But if you can find that contentment to any degree in your own company, everyone should holiday on their own at least once. Oh yeah, true. I agree. Like do it on your own. I went to Nice on my own for two weeks and I read 14 books and it was the best time. I ate so much pasta, so much cheese. It was delicious. And that's, and you should. Mm. You did everything you wanted to do when you wanted to do it. You you ate what you wanted, where you wanted. That's actually the one thing that you realise when you holiday on your own. I remember coming back and people going, did you go to this museum and did you go to this? And I was like, no, I did. (laughs) Like I went to the, I think it was the the Monet Museum maybe. No, it was the Matisse, I think. I went to one museum anyway. It was really hot. It was like 42 degrees. Yeah. So I was like, no, I literally went went and I lay by the beach Mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything I didn't want to do. If I woke up one morning and I went, I don't want to go out of the house until lunchtime. I want to just lie here and watch something on Netflix and drink cold, you know, iced coffee. That's what I did. And it was amazing. But apply that to dating. Apply that to dating. Oh God, I'd never go anywhere. What you want, when you want. No. I'd literally just be sitting at home. I'd be like, I just want to sit on my couch. Well, maybe not. Maybe not the lying down holiday, but no. The whole, you know, what you want, when you want. Like, don't sacrifice. Well, I mean, your wants and your needs and your likes and your everything else. Like, like hearing you talk about this has been very. This word is overused, but has been very inspiring in a way that it kind of reminds me that actually 
you don't need someone else or like maybe I do feel like I need someone else but I need like I actually but don't you need the right person as well well yeah but I mean so <laughs> you know that like being single being alone unless you're a complete asshole isn't the worst thing in the world like because mm-hmm. there'd be nothing worse than being with yourself if you're t- awful yeah you know what I mean but if you're sound and you're interesting like, and, like you like re- yeah right. <laughs> I quite like myself too so I'm like being yeah. with being with me is actually okay exactly you know what I mean thank exactly. you so much for taking the time thank to come you. and chat to us and uh best of luck living your wonderful life I will <laughs> thank you all for listening and thank you to Liam Gerdy, my producer for putting this podcast together with love and great skill and talent you can listen to his podcast meet your maker anywhere you get your podcasts like where you listen to this and you can you can look at the website at meetyourmaker.ie. If you're not already, you can subscribe to my Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash McCabe with an A in my Mac. You get a whole load of exclusive writing. You sometimes, but not always, get exclusive episodes of the podcast. Um, you get to join the How To Be Sound book club, which meets every roughly six weeks. We're having a meeting at the end of June and there are about two or three spaces left if you want in. Please do get in touch. And lastly, if you could rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, that'd be great. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 